Welcome back, everybody. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast. Today we have an episode for you with Matt Gibson. He is the 2022 Biggest Doe Contest Champion. Uh, that contest closed on February 4th. Hopefully we gave everybody a fair shot. He's going to come on today, talk about the hunt that took place to secure that doe, and he's also going to talk about the season that he had. Uh, we will let you guys know the prizes that he did win, so stay tuned. This will be pretty exciting. All right, we got Matt Gibson on here. Matt, go ahead and uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, like what you do, and uh, yeah. Well, all right. Um, well, I am a union iron worker, and I work for the 147 guys, and I'm a passionate hunter and fisherman, and I really enjoy going out in the wilderness. And this hunting season was not exactly the way I planned, but it was still a very enjoyable and a lot of good memories come to it. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the biggest doe, uh, which he was the contest winner this year, 2022. Uh, break down that hunt a little bit. So it's a little bit different because everybody's usually looking for like the biggest buck story, but uh, we're going to try to shine light on the biggest doe. So in the years past, I've always been... Uh, the guy, like my brothers and all of my brother's buddies, always say I always shot the smallest deer. And so I had to make a point this year. I said, I'm going to wait for a big doe. And I actually seen Martin, Marty the Party. He uh, shared your post on Facebook. So when I got listened to a podcast, I was about the biggest doe. So I'm sitting there probably, it would have been probably first, it would have been opening weekend, second day or third day of season. Okay. And I actually got my cousin's wedding that night up at the hayloft there in Hoagland. <laughs> so I'm sitting, I was like, well, this will be the night that's going to happen. So I'm sitting there, got a good wind, sitting. I actually decided not to sit in the stand, walked back off a hayfield and sat on the ground off a stump. Not much cover at all. Like, I'm just sitting in the wide open. So I was like, I got to be ready. I ranged everything. I already knew it, but I kept ranging, kept ranging. I was like, I got to play this right. And 4.30 comes around. Normally there's deer out in this hayfield by four o'clock and I'm like where the heck are these deer so I'm sitting there and we or I I'm sitting there waiting waiting and I'm actually playing on my phone at one point because I'm <laughs> kind of bummed out because yeah. it's getting 30 minutes left to shoot and I'm like motherfucker these deer have got to be coming and anyways I'm looking I'm on TikTok or whatever watching some dumb stuff not paying attention I just look up and I see a little yearling 20 yards from me i'm like well shit i better get ready so i'm like trying to grab my rangefinder, which is off to my left on the ground so i grab it i got I'm, i use a crossbow so i got it on my on my hip and i'm pulling up the range while like bringing the crossbow up too and I, I don't know why i had to range i already knew how far they were and so i got the range and here come the bigger doe and i range her and i just dropped the rangefinder. <laughs> and she stops i mean and she's not broadside she is looking dead at me so i put I followed her neck down i said yep that's about right i shot her and i i swear i could see a softball softball size hole go right through her chest i don't doubt it and i, I used the rages which a few years back i didn't and i actually shot a really nice eight point that i shot high on and clipped the spine dropped them got up and took off and never was able to find them so i switched to the mechanical and have had zero problems since but i was like ah, probably shouldn't have shot it 
shot her there with the bow, but I seen it. And you know how it is. You get, like, you're not very confident after oh, yeah. your shot. You overthink, like, oh, I probably messed this up. I probably should have just not took the shot. So I waited until dark. There's probably 20 minutes left. And, and so I wait. I go up. I look for blood right at the edge, and I just see blood 10 feet in the woods, like, clear as day, <laughs> without a light. And it's, it's getting dark. So I'm like, all right, this is just real close to my house. So I was like, I'm going to go up the truck, go back, get my headlamp, ran into the house, whatever, got out, stripped down a little bit, got in a little bit cooler clothes because it was warmer and I probably had too much dress on the dress. But so I come back out and I start tracking and I'm seeing blood everywhere. And I keep walking, I'm walking. I look up, I can hear something. I see eyes staring at me. I'm like, there's no way in hell this deer is still alive. I'm thinking, contemplating. I'm probably 40 yards in the woods. And I'm contemplating. I said, I probably should just back out. I'm like, no, that's, that's probably the yearling that was with her. I mean, she was a small yearling. I said, she's probably just sitting there. So I, I walked about 10 more steps, and it, the deer blew at me and took off about 15 feet, turned around and looked at me again. I said, oh, that's definitely a yearling. So I walked a little bit more, and I was still hesitant. I said, maybe, maybe that doe ain't dead. So I walked a little more, and then I could see the belly, and I'm like, yep, she's dead. Hmm? But I could not find my arrow. Like, I'm looking for my arrow, and I can't find it. I'm like, that arrow's it's got to be still in her. And I'm, I'm dreading to have to gut this deer because I just already know it's not going to be pretty. Right. So I actually go up and come up to her, approach her, and I'm like, man, that's a pretty big doe. I was like, I'm kind of proud of myself for once. I actually shot a nice <laughs> mature doe and not a, yeah. not, not a deer. Because there's been deer I've shot in this hayfield before. I just... Because I don't necessarily like gutting him out in the middle of the farmer's hayfield because he does go out there and he's oh, always okay. driving. So I try to keep it in the woods. There's been, I know the doe I shot last year out there, I actually just picked her up and carried her up over my shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they taste good. I mean, I still. I, I shot not, two opening day yeah. rifles. So. Yeah. That not, <laughs> nothing goes to waste there. So I actually, so I get the, get the process of cleaning it and whatnot and. I got thinking, I texted my one buddy, uh, Jake Phillips, and was talking to him. I said, I got the biggest doe. He said, I already got, he said, oh, you just wait, I'm going to get you. I was like, oh, you, I, I said, I'm telling you, it's a big doe. But I that actually, was huge. yeah, and I don't know that, I actually shot three does on a park hunt down in southern Indiana, and <laughs> yeah. two of those does, I don't know how, like, I measured their noses, and they were, like, a half inch shorter. And they they probably dressed out anywhere between 160 to 175. Yeah, those look like hogs. They were, and I'll tell you this, I mean, if you're going to hunt southern Indiana, you better bring your hiking boots and pray to God you drop them on top of the hill and not let them go to the bottom. Oh, my gosh. Because the one actually <laughs> probably was 120 feet straight down on like a 80 to 90% incline. Like we had to tie a rope <laughs> trying to drag this doe up. <laughs> no. It's no. like you got a guy pulling a rope trying to pull you up. It, it's, I mean, it was a fun hunt. But that, but I ended up dressing that doe out, and I could not believe the hole that was on the front of this deer. Like, I could put, like, both my fists through the shoulder. And I actually, like, I thought, oh, I destroyed the shoulder. But when I went to clean her up, like, I just shot inside of the shoulder. I okay. couldn't have had a better shot on That's her where awesome. I did. So shot. I actually clipped part of the heart, the top of the heart I clipped, and uh, lung, and when I did uh, gutter and processor, I could not believe I did not hit the gut. The arrow just had to go right around just right. That's crazy. So it worked out good, but 
I actually started dragging this deer out, and I'm like, oh, I've been in this woods a million times, and I got turned around and started going the wrong direction, and all I had 40 yards, I could see my truck lights, and I'm like, I am out of shape. I was like, I am not ready. This is too early in the season. It's like probably 80 degrees. I'm like, yeah. You're dying. I'm dead. I was like, I had a couple buddies like, oh, I'll come to help you. I said, no, I, 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 tell you, I ain't got time. I got to get to this wedding. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm, in the meantime, waiting for my girlfriend to get there, so I'm like, didn't even shower to go to the wedding, just stripped down, put on a nice shirt and some jeans that didn't have blood on them, and <laughs> off we went. But it was a good hunt. I was very thankful to be able to put a good ta- uh, good uh, shot on this doe and be able to find her. Because I've had years in the past, and I know you've talked in your previous podcast, how you know, you've had a rough season with shooting, and yeah. that's been me my whole life. So, because I actually shake. Like, everybody makes fun of me because, like, picks on me because I shake really, really bad. And that's kind of why I switched to crossbow because, like, when I have weight on sturdy. a comp, Yeah, it's more sturdy and I can get a rest and I don't want to go out and use a compound and not have an ethical shot. Gotcha. So, that's the benefit for me on that. Yeah. So. Well, that that was an epic deer. Like, like I said, I, everybody that kept entering after it, I was like, it ain't, it ain't it. It ain't it. It ain't it. <laughs> And I kept, and my buddy Jake, he's like, oh, I'm going to get a big doe. He ended up not, I don't think he ended up shooting a doe this year, but he, did, he didn't hunt too much. He he actually shot, when we were on the park hunt, he shot a, a nice, you know, year and a half old buck on the park hunt. And I was lucky enough, like the first day we walked miles. I'm, we probably walked two and a half miles back in the, the thick. And I get all the way back there. I'm huffing and puffing. And there's four guys that beat me to the spot. Don't know how they got there. We were the first people to head out on the trail. And you got to sign in too, right? Yeah, we have to sign in. There's probably 80 trucks in line. And by the time we, we drove the furthest point back to get to this spot, and it was like a two-mile hike to where I was wanting to sit, and he was going to sit a little bit further back. But he started walking in. He had the same issue where guys were already there. So so take it back to the, the state park hunt. Like, What time did you guys have to get there on that? Because I've never been drawn for one. I've been drawn for the dove hunt, but I've never been drawn for deer hunt, and I can't even imagine how early you'd have to so or get registered and all that. So for that, we actually stayed at another, like, state park or uh, campground just up the ways, which is about 20 minutes up the road. But check-in, which the way they do the check-in there is, like, very, like, it, it's pretty good, but it was, check-in was supposed to be 5 o'clock, I believe, this year, 5.30 in the morning. And we try to get... The, it's not like on the park hunts i don't think you need to get there like right at you know five or four thirty, four o'clock because you really because you still got to put all your gear on you got to do all this so you're by time because they, they start checking everybody in before they release you through the gate okay. so everybody's checked in as soon as you know five o'clock hits gates up off to the races so it's as, as fast as you can get dressed to be able to get to your spot and sometimes going where all the deer sign ain't where you want to go on the park hunts and we made we actually made a move the second day and hunted an area that we had never thought there had been deer and we're sitting there and he actually he texted me he's like i got a little spike which he what he couldn't shoot a buck he couldn't shoot another buck since he shot his buck the first day mm, i still okay. had my buck tag so i'm sitting there and i'm like well hold up there might be more does whatever and like 10 minutes goes by and I actually see a doe coming down the ridge I'm hunting, probably 100 yards out. Looked like a coyote. Like, it looked small, but it was so far and through some thick, oh, yeah. I couldn't get a good judge on it. 
And I'm like, oh, there's another one. And they're working kind of towards me, but they're on the next ridge over. So Jesus. I was like, there's probably no hope. And I'm sitting there, and 15 minutes goes by, and I'm like, there's got them deer got to be getting close. And I don't know why. I had a buddy that says you could bleat, and it don't hurt nothing. And I don't know why, but I hit a bleat. And I ain't kidding you, within a minute, here come these. There's eight does that come in. There could have been more, but I just remember seeing eight. They come in, and I'm hunting in a thicket, like setting up in the dark in a spot we'd never even looked at, never walked around, just went in blind, looking at the aerial view, the map, topo maps the night before, like, you know, having our, we're up at deer camp, and we're drinking our oh, beers yeah. and whatnot around the fire. And what we're gun are you using? I actually just bought a 450 this year, okay, a yeah. Ruger, yeah. bolt action. Okay. And <laughs> so I got three shots on that, and it's, I've been, I actually was talking to the guys the night before at the fire. I'm like, man, I got to get my first kill with this. You know, I got to see if this is what the talk's all about. So I actually, we're sitting there and we decided to go out and we're set up. Because that first day, I never actually got set up in the stand before legal shooting. I was still walking around trying to find a spot. So we're like, we're not walking far. I'm probably set up, I don't know, maybe 50 yards from a trail. Like, walked down his trail, probably only walked, got dropped off. He dropped me off in the spot I was hunting, and he went down a ways and parked and hunted a different area, kind of in the same ballpark. Like, we could hear each other shoot close enough to where it'd make you jump. And so we're we're sitting there, and I, I bleed at these does, just throwing a shot in the dark. I'm, like, getting antsy. It's mm-hmm. I feel like the day's almost over, and it's only 8 o'clock, probably not even, probably 7.30. Dang. And... Here, here comes these deer, and I'm kind of, I'm sitting in the climber, and the best part about it is I go up in this tree, and I, I'm in an area that I can only shoot 30 yards all the way around me, and I'm right in the middle of it. Damn. And it's like I'm Damn. on like a little plat, plateau. on Like there's a ridge coming down, and it's on a plateau, and then it drops straight down like 300 feet. So I'm like, it's a good funnel point. I when the sun come up i could see the deer trails mm-hmm. i was like so i'm in a good area i could there's a scrape right below me 10 feet from my stand wow. there's another scrape a little bit further that's all been used probably in the last three four days nothing fresh fresh so i'm sitting there waiting i, di- I hit that bleat like i said and here come these three do- or these does come in and i'm like all right it's go time but like i was saying a little bit ago about the stand there's a grapevine right in front of me right i mean it couldn't have been more in front of me but i couldn't get around to be able to get my climber on where it was and i'm not very comfortable in just like spinning on the tree as yeah. i go up so I, I actually got me a harness this year just to be more comfortable and now after using it like i don't necessarily need it until i'm up like i used to use it climb and now i feel more comfortable to be able to get up to my point and so i i'm i grabbed my i got my gun sitting right on the gun rest and i uh I grab the, grab my gun and I pull it up to swing over and the deer off to my left. And my barrel's on the right and I hit this grapevine. Oh no! It go clunk. I'm like, oh shit! So I pull up. I pull up quick. The deer, I don't think even knew I was there. Like they seemed like they were spooked. So I don't know if my bleat had anything to do with it. So I'm sitting there and I pull up and I could see there's a big doe and a yearling and they're probably 20 yards, maybe maybe 20 yards, maybe 15. Definitely in shooting range and i pull up and i put it right on her neck and i'm thinking i'm gonna dump her to freeze the other one i'm like i thought to myself no i always miss when i do something stupid i said let's make a good shot so i put it down on her lungs 
I mean, I, I shot and I thought I just missed. She didn't drop. Everybody I've always talked to that had 450s, they say they just dump. So I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I'm not going to shoot at her again because I know if I missed, I missed. Or if I know if I hit her, I smoked her. So I reload. I got the bolt action. I reload. And here come the other yearling right behind her. I mean, they're right on the tail. And I'm leading her. And I don't know why I was leading her as far as I did. But I shot just in front of her shoulder. But she was kind of quartered towards me. So I shot just in front of her shoulder, hit her heart, and blew out the backside of the shoulder. That's awesome. And as soon as I hit, as soon as that bullet hit her, I seen, I mean, a hole blow up and blood just pouring out. So I was like, that's a dead deer. And I sit back to relax. I'm like, I cannot believe I just shot two deer. And I'm watching all these tails run off. They're going back to where they just come from. And all at once, what felt like a minute or two, it, it probably... It, for what my buddy Jake was saying, it was like maybe five seconds. Mm-hmm. Here come another deer, come barreling from where they all come from, going the opposite direction, coming to me, like not running with Didn't them. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't know what was going on, and I'm like, shit, I forgot to reload my gun. So I sit there, and I, I rack my last round, and I pull up, and this deer couldn't have stopped in a better spot. Like, I'm following it, and it just stopped looking right at me, and there's a, a wide, like a tree that's got a Y. And it's just like perfect spot right for the heart. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm in the moment. Let's just go for it. I'm either going to smoke the tree or not. So I put it right between that. And, I mean, I smoked her, and I'm watching blood pour out of her. She, She's the deer that about killed me because she took off the opposite direction. And I seen her jump, and I heard her crash all the way at the bottom of the hill. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, freaking out. Oh, my God. This ain't going to be enjoyable. I was like, I know that's deer, and I call. So I called Jake right away, and I'm freaking out. I said, you won't believe it. He said, you missed, because I always miss. And I'm like, no, I just smoked three of them. They're all dead. <laughs> He's like, are you sure? I said, I know one is, and I know the other one is, but I didn't see the other two drop. I heard them drop, but I couldn't tell you if, if I heard two crashes out in front of me where the first two took off. I said, I don't know if they're actually, I, I know one's for sure down. I don't know if that second crash, because they had to die within two seconds of each other. So we go. He comes down to help me out track these deer, which I already walked out, and I said, you will not believe this blood trail. And I wish I would have saved I was on my Snapchat recording the blood trail, and I wish I would have saved it because you could legit see the blood for 50 yards in front of you, and it was five yards wide because both those deer were running on the exact same path. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, there was blood 10 feet in the trees all the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, like Even Jake's like, holy shit. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I already... I actually said, let's go track him just because I wanted to see his reaction on the blood trail. Mm-hmm. I already had my deer gutted and whatnot, already ready to drag. And Well, we get up there, and the, bit, the other big doe, because I ended up shooting two really big, nice does and then a smaller yearling, which she still was a pretty nice, she was probably a year and a half. Like, she wasn't a true yearling. Dang. And she just did not look that big compared to the other two does. I mean, the chest cavities, compared to Jake's buck, that he shot the first day on the hunt it, it was significantly bigger than his buck and he said his buck dressed out at like 148 when he Jeez. took it to locker that's crazy and i'm like they were huge like normally i can hang a deer up by myself pick it up and i could not hold these deer up Dang. to hang them up so but it was a good hunt i was very thankful to be able to you know shoot three deer let alone one deer at the beginning of the season to be able to you know it's always at the moments where you're like even on the first time i was starting to get like 
not necessarily, I wouldn't say bored, just getting like I was over. I said, there ain't no deer. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And then that's when it happens. It's always when you're not prepared. And then you guys keyed up on that, you know, it doesn't look like any deer are going to go here. Yeah, that's like, and it was like, again. and which we heard where all the shooting was coming from the first day, which I think we just got lucky. I don't think there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's like we're heard, we didn't hear no shots coming from this side of the lake because there's a big lake right in the middle where we're hunting. And we're, we're like, we didn't hear no shots over there. I said, so, you know, nobody hunted. We're close. We're hunting on the other side of the lake, probably 100 yards off the lake. So we could hear everything across it. And he's like, you know what? I mean, and the, the shots were getting further and further and further away from us going around that side of the lake. Like, mm-hmm. all them deer got pushed up in this area. So let's give it a try. Last minute, we pull up. We get there. We're set up in our stands an hour and a half before, before shooting. The day before, we wasn't even set up when we were allowed to shoot. Dang. So that was a big difference because I know when I walked back, I actually jumped a group of deer. Sound like it, it had to be four, four to six deer that I jumped up blue and, and definitely wasn't the same deer. They never came back to me because these other deer come from the other way. But it was definitely a good move that pulled out to where we were able to get four deer. That's awesome. So it was very good. Uh, so what what is your take on that 450 Bushmaster? You said people were talking about it dropping and stuff. I don't own one, so I don't. I I like the fact that it's a. I think it's definitely a step up from a shotgun, and it's a gun that you can still use on public land and park hunts. So that's the route I went, and it's the foot pound energy on it. There ain't a doubt about it. Like the deer you hit them they're gonna die because there's so much concussion on the impact like even my buddy jake he shot four or five deer with his four he's got a thompson center 450 and he actually every deer he shot is just like they don't take off running like even like the does i shot like the first doe i shot she didn't really take off until the second shot she kind of just was like they're slow moving like they didn't even know where it come from like it hits them so hard and, and like jake's told me like even him like he's heard that oh they just drop on the spot like i got other buddies that every deer they've ever shot with them they just dump mm-hmm. and for him and i and we shoot different he shoots uh remington loads and i shoot the hornadays yeah. and which are completely different when it comes to the way they expand and the way his because we actually the buck he shot the first day was only at 40 yards and he clipped part of the shoulder so it didn't make it all the way through but it expanded to almost like a quarter Dang. And so that was like, they do very good. And you still got a decent range. You can get out. I I feel comfortable shooting, you know, at 40 yards myself, but it would reach to 200. Yeah. But no, not, I, I'd shoot a deer at 100, but outside of that, I, if I don't have a rest, I will not be shooting. Yeah, like, I, I know I can't. <laughs> that's a poke, dude. Even like, my first deer I ever killed when I was 13, and I actually shot a nine-point. At 187 yards on a 12 with a 12 gauge. Jesus, Murphy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and how I did? It, I shot three times and I figured I missed. Well, I found blood and the deer was dead 70 yards from where I shot. <laughs> so that was and my buddy Jake. He was actually hunting across the road, and I actually shot three more times at another deer. It was only at 40 yards right after that and completely missed. Dang. So yeah, the holdover would have had to be. Yeah, I was just I was I I definitely had the case of the buck fever there. That's awesome. So, but it was a very, I I would recommend the gun if you're wanting to do park hunts for sure, and it the rounds aren't 
they ain't too much more than you know a 308 or a 300 or all the other high powers but like i said the benefit is you can use it on public land if you are a public land hunter or you want to do the park hunts you can't take your 308s or your 3030 or you know your high powers so it's you said it's like a, a little more than a 12 gauge you think I, I would say quite a bit more it definitely has a lot more knockdown <laughs> yeah it, it, it does pack a punch i mean there, there's you got the ranch one the short one no i actually got the longer barrel i think oh, i got a 28 inch barrel on mine at 26 <laughs> Jake, my buddy Jake, he actually, I think his is only like a 16-inch. <laughs> and they, they do kick, and they are loud, but they definitely, like, I, I actually managed to get that gun right before the season at a pawn shop. Got a pretty good oh, deal on nice. it, brand new. I was like, the only thing that didn't happen with that, didn't, didn't come with the clip because somebody must have stole it off the rack. Are you serious? But they hooked me up. They got me. They end up ordering me a new one, so I was able to get a clip before season and get it sighted in. So That's cool. So, uh... How's the DNR checking after that? So did you have to take it to them or what? So there, they, they, I couldn't believe, like, I've been to uh, several different parks for it, and this is the first park I've been to where they didn't actually come out and look at the deer. Really? So you walked in, and they're like, oh, what'd you shoot? And I'm like, oh, I got three does. And they're like, all right, here, here's a computer. I sit down and check them in. Like, they never come out to verify if there's does. That's crazy. And the people there were just real they they all hunted it they all hunt every year like a couple of them get drawn every year for it so they're like oh i got drawn i can't work this year so i'm hunting <laughs> so they're very laid back and their biggest goal and i think and like they said they just want the deer out of there because they're so overpopulated so which us being able to pull the three deer out the second day when we checked in by the time we got dragged all the deer out and whatnot which took quite a while to get up them hills and to get up there there was half the hunters were gone and there was only six other deer that were checked in i believe Dang. at that time that's crazy yeah, that'd be fun to do so it's definitely not just a walk in the park like you would think like i know i, I camp at a lot of the state parks and i always see deer but they they, they know when you're hunting them they they <laughs> they're not stupid they it's they're still i mean when it comes to the scent i don't think scent really matters it's well depending on the areas you hunt i think if you stayed closer to where the hiking trails the scent ain't going to be a big thing because like the place we oh, went to they had horseback riding there they had horse trails and there was people on horse trails two days before we were there okay and so i mean the amount of scent back there i don't think they get as timid but when you get off the path i think you got to play the wind to the trails <laughs> I bet. so no it's definitely learned a lot and we actually was on a we got drawn for big oaks the week before that and didn't have much success but the week before it was actually gun hunt before gun season come in and you know, one day hunt and the winds were on it was unbelievable i mean they were 60 mile an hour winds the trees were moving so bad like i wasn't getting in a tree no so we were just mainly ground hunt, ground hunting and you know scouting trying to find learn the area so if we get drawn next year we come back in this area but for what we seen in that area it just it, it ain't worth going back there in that spot but there's what fifty thousand acres oh, at big oaks and you got a thousand acres and we just happened to pick the one section that had the most hunters in it Dang. so trying to you know have respect to other hunters that were there first and try like it sucks walking around but it's such a big area believe it or not we don't i only come across one other hunter and i thought i'd come across a second one but it actually ended up being jake 
which we went off our separate directions. I'd say, I'm going to go to this point, you go to this point, and we both made it to that area, and we're like, ah, we don't like it. So we started walking, and we ended up picking them out the same area and That's ended up crazy. in the same spot. So, but it's been it was a good year for sure. I was able to punch four does, and I definitely got a lot of meat this year, a lot of burger. I oh, ended yeah. up putting it all in burger. I plan on doing some and some snack sticks and some jerky sticks too, nice. just at a later time when I actually have time. So, uh, is there anything else you uh, took away from from this season? Is there anything you picked up? If or if you have cell cameras and you're you know you have the deer showing up, hunt them. Don't wait thinking they're going to be there. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> hop on pretty, it. Pretty pretty obvious, I'd say. Just hop on it. Take take the opportunity when you got it because you can really pattern a deer down really well with the cell cameras. Okay. And sometimes, like, I only bought two this year and I had them on two totally different properties. And I wish I had more than one on a property because I know that the deer are just coming in in different ways on that property. Like, they want to be there. Like, they're in their their safe zone right now so okay yeah i guess it would help out it just takes money right (laughs) yeah it takes money and actually i've had the one in the back of my truck and i went to grab because i just went to florida here three four weeks ago i went down for a few weeks to uh, do some fishing and i grabbed the one to put take out of my truck and i actually snapped the antenna on it so i'm gonna have to order a new one oh my god but i think I think I can do some redneck ingenuity on it and get some super glue or duct tape and put it back together, and it should some work just fine. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, like I said, congrats on the, the doe and uh, that park hunt. It'd be nice to be drawn for one of those. And uh, if you got anything else you want to add, you, that covered up pretty well. Yeah, that's pretty well. So if you're sitting on on the fence about the 450, maybe pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely pull the trigger on it. I was I've been on the edge the last three years, and I've had some you know run-ins where I actually did buy one at Sportsman's Warehouse in Fort Wayne, and they ordered it online to get shipped there, but they sent it to Utah. And I don't know if you know much about Utah. If a gun's shipped into Utah. You have to pick it up. It cannot leave the state lines through shipping. So I paid for this gun, what, three years ago or four years ago it was, when this gun first came out, and I wasn't able to get it unless I drove clear out to Utah to get it. And it was the only gun left in there, like... That sucks. Yeah. So, Did you have to eat that? No, they. I said, I want my money back, so they ended up giving me my money back, and then I've been on the edge of getting one. I'm like, oh, that's a sign. I probably shouldn't get it, and then... I come across this one at a pawn shop in Ohio, and I'm like, worked out a good deal. I gave him a number, and I said, throw a box of shells in there, too, just joking. <laughs> and the guy's like, all right, I'm going to give you another 75 off, and here's a box of shells. Oh, I'm like, geez. sweet. I'm like, I could have made out better. Still had the tags on it. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So it worked out. I actually got the gun probably three, $400 cheaper than what I originally paid for it when I didn't get it. That's awesome. So it worked out. I would definitely look into it if you're into the public land hunting because it is definitely a very good and it shoots very true. The gun does. That's awesome. Uh, well, so Matt won the contest and the prizes this year. He was able to get uh, some custom cornhole boards. Uh, thanks for that donation. And uh, we also, on our end, we gave him a koozie, a couple stickers, and a blaze orange beanie. He can wear next gun season if he wants to. Uh, looking forward to rerun 
the contest this upcoming season. And uh, like like what happened here, he shot his with a bow, but uh, if you got yours with a gun, it'll still count. So really anything counts. Uh, I don't know if Car would, but we had a guy, <laughs> a little buck with his target buck with his truck last year. But um, so yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, you good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Well, thanks again for coming. Hey, thanks on. for having uh, me, Jake. Good to get reunited with you. Yep. And uh, you guys know where we stand. Deer don't care about your feelings.